This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. It's time for the Steve and Kyle podcast with Kyle. Well, I'm going to swap out the bucket seats for a bench seat, obviously, so okay. I can fit the whole family in so there. So we're already adding money to this already investment to do Oh, you can things. get a bench seat at the junkyard for 50 bucks. Good. Well, you get to sit on the only the best for your family, then. Man, oh, man. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Terrible, terrible family and financial planning from our very own Steve. And Steve. And this is coming from a guy, a couple of guys, who are making jokes about trying to uh, sell some arm meat found from the crash site of P-Billy 3. Right. Yeah. I mean, what is more of a national tragedy to you? (laughs) No, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Now, here they are, two guys who are living in style, Steve and Kyle. You know what time of year it is. Wind's whipping off the boardwalk. (laughs) No, not that. Oh, no, not that one? No. The Gales of November. Oh my god, they're here. <laughs> they sneak up on you. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down for the big lake they call Gitchigumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That is how weight works. Yeah, yeah. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. Poor saps. Yeah, unnamed. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well-seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. Later that night, when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Some mill in Wisconsin headed towards Cleveland? Yeah. Here we go. The wind in the wires made a tattletale sound, and a wave broke over the railing. Not just one. And every man knew, as the captain did too, twas the witch of November come stealing. The dawn came late, and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of November came slashing. Lazy. When afternoon came, it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind. God, can you imagine? God, that cook. I get more pissed at him every year. That SOB. Everybody's drowning and he can't make bacon. (laughs) Not a flapjack to be found, Steve. 
When supper time came, the old cook came on deck, saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed you. You can walk all the way up there and die with an empty belly, I guess. At 7 p.m., a main hatchway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. I don't know when the chef became a main character. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. Later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, it's hard to say it's a good ship. I mean, the crew might have been good, but good ship and crew, obviously the ship wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, 28 of them might have been good, but Cook really, really brought the the average down. There were a few good souls on that good ship. Yeah. Does Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay if they'd put 15 more miles behind her. Revisionist history is the best. They might have split up or they might have capsized. They may have broke deep and took water. Yeah, well, they took they, water. Yeah, they definitely... And all that remains is the faces and the names of the wives and the sons and the daughters. A lot of, no chance that cook was married. A lot of, you know, maybe you selfish bastard. A lot of real forward-facing acknowledgement. Yeah, they took water. Rule Superior sings in the rooms of her ice water mansion. Old Michigan steams like a young man's dreams. The islands and bays are for sportsmen. And further below Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. Like a real geography lesson. And the iron boats go as the mariners all know with the gales of November remembered. Did we lose him this year? Yes. Yeah. 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 We our opportunity to pay for a ticket to go listen to this song once and then leave. Gone. Lost forever. Just like that boat. Is that it? I think we. Oh no no. no. There's there, another. There, that, yeah. There's at least one more verse. Yeah. The. Uh, <sighs> The Detroit, the whole the passed whole away in, the, in uh, May of this year. Steve, oh. eighty-four years young. Remember, it's Detroit. Detroit, of course. Well, you got to rhyme. In a musty, musty old hall in Detroit, they prayed in the Maritime Sailors' Cathedral. The church bell chimed till it rang twenty-nine times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. Here we go. Let us on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. Hey, what'd you do this week? Went to the Gitchagumi? Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early. <sighs> R.I.P. To most of those involved. Well, 29, RIP to 29, 28 sailors, and Gordon Lightfoot. Of course, yeah. Everybody was all up in arms because they rang the bell after he passed mm-hmm. instead of 29 times, 30 times. Oh. And I believe I tweeted at that time, it still should have only been 29. <laughs> really would like just a cease and desist. Something we can frame 
hang on our wall from that Cook's family that says, you two need to stop talking about our dead grandfather. Yeah. Whose nickname, as we've talked about, was no doubt Cookie. It's time to play one of our funner games Mm. in light of uh, the tragic news of the passing of the Edmund Fitzgerald. (laughs) The tragic news? uh, 80 years ago? 70? No, it was 48 years ago. 48 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And 75. Oh, okay. Uh, What do you think Gordon Lightfoot was worth? When he punted the old five gambler. Oh boy, back in May. Okay, so he. So we've got. I mean, listen. He had a, a couple songs. I mm-hmm. would argue that Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald was his biggest. Was the, yeah, the biggest one. Uh, but he also had what was it Sundown? I believe Sundown. Mm-hmm. Let me look at uh, Sundown. If you I could read my I mind, early sundown. morning rain, carefree highway. Uh, so had... really, two songs. <laughs> <laughs> he had a huge discography, though, from what I remember. Right. Right, and again, just passed away this May, okay. 84 um, years young. Well, I mean, he was still pretty actively touring. Which, which is insane to say. Which always leads me to believe that... Hard up. Yeah, money money was a little tough to come by, unless he's one of those people that just absolutely loved it. Um, I'm going to say he's worth time of death. He was married, by the way, three times. Just oh. giving you a little bit of uh, credence to... Okay. You know, did he lose a little bit of coin along the mm-hmm. way? Just wanted you to be aware of his personal life. I'm going to say $3 million. Okay. He had a $3 million net worth. I'll say this. This number shocked me. Okay. So. What would you have said? Boy, honestly, I would have put him as a millionaire, but I would think three would is, is a mm-hmm. fair number. Just yeah. because a couple songs in the 70s, right? right. How, how long is that lifespan of people? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not even people, but how does that carry... 50 years later financially right yeah, yeah. i would have so i i think low millions would have been uh, a fair guess his net worth at time of death mm-hmm. is reported to be 40 million dollars jesus now isn't that insane there's a good chance that we did this exact same deep dive last year and i was <laughs> equally as surprised well it wasn't dead last year that's a good point. So, I, but I'm sure that we would have. We probably talked, we about, talked about how much he's worth. Yeah, we've. De- you don't have to be dead to have a net worth. Um, wow, forty million 40 to his family, million. and the dude was what eighty some years 84 old, eighty four years old, and still, still still touring, doing small venues. Yeah, so it's not like ACDC or you know the no. Eagles or something where they're they could sell out stadiums arenas, and yeah. arenas. Yeah, if they wanted to, they could go to. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, like all of the big spots, London, Paris, and not worry about the, you know, no offense, but like the Kalamazoo State Theater or right. something that's hold, that holds, you know, 1,200 people yes. or 1,500 people. You, that is, that is mind-blowing. He was doing performance halls in, like you said, smaller venue mm-hmm. state theaters on university campuses that, yeah. you know, everybody kind of knows what those look like. Unbelievable. That's the, I mean, you're worth, let's say he's in his seventies and he's worth 30 million, 20 million. What's still driving you those last 10 years of your life to be like, well, those 1800 people in Saginaw are, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. going to want to hear the wreck of the Eddie. It's time to get out there. Yeah. Oh, obviously his family hated him. It st- well, would have stopped him decades ago. Right. RIP to the 29 again. 28 on the boat and Gordon Lightfoot. And the one who wrote a song about it years later. 
I don't know if we ever talked about that there were legal settlements after the wreck. So maybe the Cooks, not with Gordon, but with uh, family of the crew mm-hmm. and with the company, maybe the uh, Cooks company got, or the Cooks family got a little uh, cheddar on the back end. I don't know. Do you think he he probably wasn't employed by the same the same people as the uh, the sailors? Do you think he was? He's like, like an, an independent contractor. He's like, he's like an Aramark employee. Yeah. <laughs> so it was at the when it when this thing went down, twenty four million dollars it was worth between the ship and the uh, yeah. you know twenty six thousand tons of iron ore. Because yeah. I believe years ago you and I speculated about how much it would cost us to get up there and just go start start digging scraping it up. some of yeah. that into cups. Not from memorabilia, but literally to sell the ore. Sure, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta make that money back somehow. Well, let's see how much. Uh, where are we at now? All right. Uh, what's uh, what's twenty six thousand tons? So what's that? Fifty two thousand pounds of iron ore. So let's see if we're looking at uh, iron ore right now. It's listed as one hundred twenty five fifty, but I'm trying to figure out how much is that a pound per ton per ton. Oof. That's that still that's still good turnaround. I mean, it's a lot of work. But if we're at, you know, let's let's say price uh, shuffles a little bit. Let's say we can only get 120 or just to be safe, because we're obviously going to have water scooped in there with it. Yeah. yeah. As well as, you yeah, know, you some go. bone fragment. We'll let's to, call it 100. We'll have to dry it out a bit. Yeah. It may not be pure. Yeah. Pure ore. That's still 260,000 bucks. Oh, it just doesn't seem like it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to rent a boat. No, that's true. <laughs> And if I know UP Chris, who would inevitably guide us on this endeavor, <laughs> it would be in like his crappy fishing boat where the motor only turns us one direction. So we just slowly have to like, go out into Lake like Superior those, in circles. Like those old school remote control cars yes. where it would only go forward and left. Yeah, sorry, the rudder's a little bit messy, but we'll get there. We spend three nights sleeping in a fishing boat that's only doing circles. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, so there's never been an expedition to... Uh... No, I believe there is. There's, I mean, if you go on YouTube, there's video of people who have uh, gone down there. And because the water is so cold up there that you can see the... Uh, like, the bodies are still somewhat preserved. Huh. Because it's so cold and so deep. Why wouldn't they pluck them out? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that those weirdo fishermen think and boaters think. They're like, well, bury me where I lay type of thing. Okay, I'd rather uh-huh. be, you know, buried in the ground. Where there's not like a little, there's like a little, uh, I don't want to be buried fish and, you know, nipping at my eyeball. Yeah. I don't want to be putting, you you going, uh, you going toasty. Yeah. I think, yeah. Tell them to turn it up to five or stick me in the oven. And what's your toaster setting now that, now that we're on the topic, um, are we talking one to five? We're, I, I would assume okay. that most toasters, I think, are probably one yeah. to five, right? What's uh, your three, toaster three setting? And half, three and a half to four. A three and a half to four. Yeah. I like and it. I'm getting guffed because I like my steak well done. I like it a little. I, I like because that's not going to burn it, but it's going to give me a nice golden. I feel like a four is going to make it black. No. Not all black, but enough black that it's not going to be a, a tasty chew mm. once you get there. Do you think this is our most <laughs> insensitive transition in eight years? I mean... I don't know. I'm so close to it. It's hard for me to make that determination. So what you're saying is in memory of your toast favorite, you'd like to be set at a three and a half to four when they toss you in. Yeah. Can we throw this up on the poll? What's your, what's your toast? Setting? What's your toast setting? And then in, one paren- to two. in parentheses, put one to five. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. Uh, as many options as I can. Sure. Um, 
and you know, take that how you want it. You know, toast setting for when you finally punt the five galloner, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, you're just having a piece of white bread in the morning. Yeah, whichever yeah. you prefer. Yep. <laughs> well, well now anyway, that, now uh, that the uh, yearly tribute is out of the way, yeah, our condolences and uh, perfect time to mention that the merch store <laughs> has been. <laughs> go ahead, keep doing it. Has been overhauled, and if you go there right now. You will find two lovely designs commemorating the loss of those souls and the cook on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald at stephenkyle.com slash merch. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's the perfect time to do that right now is if you're looking to spread some solstice cheer. Yeah, of we, course. We kicked it off last week, Steve, and we're not going to we're going to harp on it for a few weeks just to make sure everybody hears it and recognizes that this is the time to join up. It's the 8th Annual Steve and Kyle, Kyle Podcast, Podcast Cloak and Dagger Non-Denominational Winter Solstice Gift Exchange. Hey, give us all the details. If you want to join our uh, better effort at what the losers call Secret Santa, <laughs> and you'd like to support non-denominational <laughs> causes with our friend, Seasonal and Solstice Sammy, yes, wearing a nice white turtleneck, Handing out hot chocolate to all the kiddos. Please send us a message right now at Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In general, what's going to happen? You're going to send us your name and your address. Those are the only two items we need. Anything else? Keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear it. I don't know why I'm aggressive. Because that's that's kind of kind of how you are. You're going to buy a gift for an <laughs> unknown recipient. You're still being aggressive. You're going to buy a gift. And if you don't, you're drinking pond scum. We're gonna, well, you, we will send you a confirmation. Once you send us your name and address, we'll send you a confirmation that we've received that. Your name's going to go on a list. Sometime around the 1st of December, we're going to send you the name of your recipient. They are secret to... Your name is secret to them. They do not know who's going to be sending them a gift. It is up to you if you'd like to keep it anonymous or if you'd like to sign it as your name. That's all up to you. That neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. It can be a gift from the merch shop. It can be something you think is funny. We see a lot of people every year, which I is my favorite, sending local uh, Trink- trinkets or yeah, food and trinkets from their local area that they listen to to someone else across the country, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is always cool to spread the uh, the con- spread the wealth, spread the yeah. idea of where this podcast is heard. And five, ten, twenty bucks. Send it directly to them. We shouldn't need to be involved. You can reach out to us if you have any questions, or if you want to let us know that you have sent that gift. That's always appreciated as well. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of make sure everybody gets one out. Every year, issues happen. It's not a sure. big deal. Just yeah. let us know if something happens that you can't get the gift out, or you didn't get your gift. We'll mm-hmm. reach out to either your gift giver or the gift recipient to make sure everything is in order. Again, at Steve and Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for the Winter Solstice Gift Exchange. I love putting this here. I love seeing it come together are and we, when the pictures flow in. Are you and I taking part in this again this year? The staff every year takes okay. part. Um, because so. I, I have a note that's been on my phone for, I bet, nine months. Have you? I've had one for two months, two or three okay. months on my phone that I knew uh, that I, I knew what I was going to get the member of the staff here. Yeah. Um, so uh, obviously, yeah, you and I, we, we kind of draw in private the staff. Sure. We don't need to make that on air. That's not no, fun. No, you know, look, but. it's. It's not about us. No, no. no it's, it's just about all the great that we do for the right. for the community. Right. We're just the best people to do it. <laughs> and we don't, honest. to be quite honest with you, Fernando in accounting does not need a microphone. 
Yeah, no. When we select no. gift recipients. So, no. again, please partake. I want to make this one the biggest ever. Uh, I love seeing those come in on social media and seeing what everybody got. So, mm-hmm. please, please, please message us now. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, It's my, my favorite time of the year. Love seeing those posts saying, look, I got a deck of cards and a bag of pirate's booty. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say like a bag of popcorn from the middle of, uh, you know, from the middle of Illinois. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I never heard of Naperville, but I'm really <laughs> glad I got these items from yeah, there. So Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I meant to ask. I, I, I didn't look on the way in, Steve. I want to, if you're taking care of the... Uh, Issue we talked about last week. Oh, you're talking, or, uh, the uh, the pumpkin sitch, yeah, the old carved jack o' lantern, which is still out there the first week in November, mm. which, as everybody knows, is officially Christmas season. <laughs> sure. Do we have updates on those polls yet from last week? Or <laughs> not quite. No, no, no. Just wanted to just wanted to reach. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Maybe get to them next week. Um, yeah, they're still out there. Um, they're looking a little bit, a little worse for wear. Probably about time. I think one of them has. Uh, the telltale signs of a hungry squirrel, <laughs> you know, they just kind of, kind of eat the side of them or scratch away at it. Yeah. They, they start to collapse, start to and, shrink a little bit. Yeah. And then when you inevitably do pick it up, I got to ask you something, by the way, apologies for interrupting. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw a video that I should have, I mean, I should have told you about weeks ago because it's that important. Sure. Was somebody carving a pumpkin. I've never seen them carve the pumpkin like this before. Okay. Now, traditional, you take the pumpkin, you set it on the table. What do you do? You dig that knife into the top, you cut around the stem. I think I know what you're going to ask. Pluck it out. It's got all the all the crap on it. You shear it off the top? Shear it off the top. You carve out the middle, and then you, get, you put your little candle in there, a little twinkly light, whatever you want. I saw a woman take that pumpkin, flip it over, cut the bottom out of it, carved it upside down. Which seems like it might be a little difficult with the stem because you can't really get it to just sit there. But oh yeah, I didn't thought of that. Yeah, maybe you have to get a table with a hole cut in it so you can okay. put the stem. So through. now we're buying new furniture <laughs> so we can one day a year for one hour uh-huh. carve pumpkins. I had seen this and Katie you know had... it could. Oh, hold on, the table that we have out on our deck, uh, you know, like the outdoor furniture, it's got the little hole in the middle for the umbrella. That would be perfect. It could be a summertime outdoor eating slash pumpkin carving table okay so it's now a seasonal yeah dual seasonal dual seasonal because you've got this thing out in the summer mm-hmm. and then you're inevitably asking answering every mm-hmm. question that comes to you with hey why is there a hole in the middle of this table well i'm glad you asked <laughs> oh, funny you should funny you should ponder that before i before i regale you with the story Vern, you need another hot dog because <laughs> i'll tell you what three months from now this is going to be pretty damn useful. Okay, so what are your thoughts on the upside down pumpkin carving? Because I, then you can just put the candle like on the on the bottom and on, the, the, on the bottom and put the put the pumpkin right over top of it. It kind of eliminates that need of like lighting the candle and then having to yes. drop it in and hope that it doesn't tip over. Or hope yeah, you don't burn yourself. So Katie and I had actually discussed we were going to do that this year, and then day of we're kind of we had decided. I I can't believe you didn't tell me that you. you You've been thinking about this for weeks now? Weeks. I mean, because this is a big thing, right? This is pumpkin carving from childhood on. I mean. And the, and you're telling me you're just going to switch something as magical it's, as that first blades drive into the top? It's reinventing the wheel. The uh, the Again, once one day a year used wheel, it's being reinvented. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I keep it stored. I'll post that on the poll. Can you reinvent the one day a used one day a year used wheel? Yeah, you're gonna have to like hyphenate some of that. Of course. So we again we had talked about this, and then day of came. Of course, by the way, of course you did. Of course, you and your wife had extensive discussions about how you're gonna carve a, a pumpkin because you're so into Halloween. Listen, you want to be prepared, you know, but you know, this, this will kind of upset the apple cart for you is the reason we didn't is mm-hmm. because we didn't have a firm plan on when we were going to carve. So it was a morning where we had something to do that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, why don't we just do it now? So it was like nine in the morning and we were kind of running around grabbing what we tried this year was cut up trash bags and tape them over the countertop to catch all the innards yep. and stuff. Yep. So it was, it was like we were bang, bang, bang with no plan doing it. So you don't want to go into it. I didn't want to try something. I didn't want to try the reinvented I, wheel. I get that. I get that. Yeah. You don't want to try something new at the, you know, but I got just on a whim. I got to tell you now that you mentioned the idea of carving it. I'm glad I didn't because I guarantee you had I done this upside down idea that TikTok invented, obviously. <laughs> I think I would have ended up coming in here complaining up a storm because of the oh, of the no, issue carving not, it not a chance that is not something that... not carving it emptying it right the emptying is the hard okay. part All right. because the carving you're going to put it back upright anyway sure to carve mm-hmm. it but you're right the the scooping and the digging and the, the well that's where the 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 table comes in the table with the hole in the middle that's used for an umbrella slash pumpkin carving right so again, so now we're at one pumpkin per per, per time because, you know, like well, if yeah. you got a family of two or three, obviously you're not wedging three stems in the center and all, you know. I mean, there's always the option for multiple tables. So now, okay, so now we're storing <laughs> these dual seasonal tables. I wouldn't even call them dual seasonal. It's still one season mixed with one day of another season. No, that, that, that's a season. That's two. Dual season. You got it right. I think next year, though. I think we You're need doing to get, it. I think so, and I think I'd like to. I'd like you to do that as well. Okay. I'd like to see compare uh, the experiences. I, I, it, it's such a new trend, but it's like the people who are like, "Oh no, you're supposed to eat the banana from the other side." It's funny you mentioned that. My wife was peeling a banana last night, and she popped her head out of the kitchen. She said, "Hey, did you ever see that? Like, we're peeling bananas wrong." Which is weird, right? And because monkeys do it the other way, and I was like, "Yeah, I've, I've read that before." She's like, "I just did it. It's right. It's so how do much you easier. get the." How do you get it going on the other end? I think you just do a like a little boop. But it's it's not that hard ending, right? That is no, no. The I mean, if anything, the the other end that we normally peel from is hard. I always feel like I'm going to squish the banana. When oh, I'm you peeling. are, yeah. And if you get one of those bananas where that it's not uh, firm enough at the top, and you're trying to either twist it yeah. or pull it, you're getting a you know a real you compacted go, you go banana. The twist. I usually go with the twist. Well, if it doesn't peel initially, <sighs> right? My mind is blown. I didn't know that these. Like these options exist. I. Is there any other like? Uh, I, I'd like to maybe collect those from our audience. Hmm. The strange ways that you like, like life prepare food or yeah, yeah. like the life. Like, like hey, that. I've never you know told anybody, but you know if you just don't cook the pasta, it's just as good. Sometimes <laughs> whatever, right? Like right. some other shortening uh, hack yeah. that people are like, yeah, I've been doing this forever. One, it tastes either just as good or better. Right, something that's going to make us go. Like, uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean you uh, you eat the pit of the avocado? What? 
telling me tomatoes are delicious on my hot dog? <laughs> Can't get on board with that one. <laughs> That's where we draw the line. <laughs> I'll make a post on social media, and please, uh, if you have any of those, I'd love to collect a few of those, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe you and I could experiment we'll a little bit yeah. here on the podcast and be like, hey, Annette, we need those hot dogs with tomatoes now. <laughs> you know? So we'll have to make sure Annette's free, too, because sure. she'll be having to you know, do course. some food prep yeah. upstairs. Uh-huh. So then uh, if you just want to lock the kids up or in that, in that pole barn or whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, go ahead. Go out and play. Dada will be right out. Please submit those, though. Please. All right, so Kyle, we ended last week's episode with, uh, you, you gave a little tease, and I forget exactly how you teased it, but was there some kind of incident at drop-off? Oh, my God. School drop-off? I can't believe we've gone this far. Okay. Did it? Okay, I have some questions. Mm-hmm. Was there an incident? I wouldn't go as far to characterize it as an incident. Was there awkwardness? Not really, because the parties involved didn't know that what happened was uncomfortable. Was Did anyone else witness it and kind of give you a knowing glance? of No, like, and thank goodness. Okay. This was a situation with me and my son. Now, most mornings I'll do the drop-off, which yeah. at this age, you, it's not like uh, elementary school or junior high where you just you know, plant the heel of your boot into their back and say, get out of the car. No, you're still taking them in. You have to park. You go up. There's color designations for each class on the sidewalk out front. Mm -hmm. You make sure they're in their line. Acknowledge their teacher that they're there type of thing so that, hey, don't lose my kid. I've acknowledged he's here. Whatever. Lose the other ones. So this happened on Halloween, Steve, and I can't believe I've gone this far without telling you about it. Yeah. Reed, as most schools have become in the last 20 years, uh, you can dress up for Halloween, but you cannot bring anything in term that, you know, you could maybe wear a mask if you're younger, but no fake gun, sword, yep. Yep, yep, yep. knife, sticks, whatever. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So Reed this year, for some reason, wanted to be a Ghostbuster. And all he had was then the brown Ghostbuster jumpsuit with the Ghostbuster logo and the name tag. So he can't even bring the... The proton gun the or proton, whatever. Yeah, nope, okay. couldn't bring it. Okay. The proton pack he probably could have brought, but the gun, it's the little... Which was a it was a foam... Yeah. Fit, but all still, right. I wasn't going to chance it. Yeah, understand. No big deal. No big deal at all. So we... Uh, we I get out of the car, and we're, we're on time, which... It all varies. And I recognize the kid in front. Uh, I recognize the line because I recognize the kid at the back of the line that we're going to go walk up behind. Okay. And I, 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 I knew his name. So I walk up line. I put, you know, get down on Reed's level, tug his hat over his ears and yep. tell him the same stuff. I tell him every morning, make sure you make good choices today. Let's have fun. And yada, yada. I'll see you this yep. afternoon at the Halloween parade. And the kid in front turns around and looks at me or, or looks at Reed and says hi and looks at me and goes, what is he? And I said, oh, Reed wanted to be a Ghostbuster this year, but he had to leave his proton pack at home. Mm-hmm. And dead dead in the face, eye contact, right? And we're maybe two and a half feet apart at this point, mm-hmm. me and this other kid. Looks me in the eye. What the f***? <laughs> again, this is a kindergartner so Trends, five like, years old four or five <laughs> drops the bomb 
Okay. The bomb. That yeah, that's that's the one. So I, I all I see out of not even the corner of my eye because it's still kind of in the peripheral is Reed, almost like a sketch you see on a, you know, one of those comedy shows. His mouth goes from normal to jaw drop and eyes wide open uh-huh. and jerks his head to look at me and make eye contact. Because, yeah, because Reed knows that that's a, that's a naughty word. That's a bad word. Right. Obviously, he's heard it. I'm not a saint. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here telling it, you know, I don't tell him, hey, go F off right. or whatever. But he, words get heard throughout five years of life that, sure. you know, it happens. But he's well aware that it's a naughty word. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So he looks at me like that, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> it is not my place that's, to admonish anybody yeah. that isn't my kid. That is, that's a tough spot to be in. And yeah. I am a very firm believer, I've made that clear, of mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all I do while still kind of looking at Reed, and I think I might have been like helping him get a glove on because Halloween was the middle of January <laughs> weather around <laughs> here. So I'm putting a glove on his hand, and I say something like, Oh, that's not very nice to say. What are you this morning? <laughs> to move along yeah. literally anything. And that was it. Okay. I'm still aghast at how that happened. That happened so when to you, my face. So when you asked him what he was, did he say like, I'm a piece of shit. No. I'm a fucking ninja, you idiot. No, no, surprisingly. No. Okay. So it, it, it's it's loud, right? There's like six or eight classrooms that all line up right next to each other. Okay. So again, there were there were no adults like not not near not nearby within, nope. within earshot, so nobody nope. heard this. And I already know the. I can already tell the. Uh, I I know who his mom is. That who does the drop off. I see her. Like yeah. when she drops them off and then leaves. Yeah. She seemed kind of, she stunning. was already gone. Yeah, well, I mean, different opinion now. Good, good news. They're moving on my street in two weeks. <laughs> moving on to your street. Yes. Okay. So can't wait for this to blossom. Boy, this is going to be quite a friendship. So I, there's not a lot of, it, it, it's very loud. So mm-hmm. it's not in a very personal setting. So I'm guessing someone else heard it kid wise, whatever. But even as I'm going through the rest of my morning and day, I'm still kind of in the back of my head thinking, maybe he didn't say it. I mean, if it was as clear as you just right described it, so but it's such a so you you know that he said it, but you're kind of in denial that he said it. You're I guess like, right. Maybe I maybe I heard it wrong, but no. I mean, like what the f? Yeah, but I, it, mean, I think you kind of do some. Maybe some rationalization, like, well, he's, you know, he's five. So maybe it was like, what's that truck? And he was pointing when I blinked and then stopped pointing when my eyelid opened again. I don't know. You're just, you're trying to give benefit of the doubt. You're trying to rationalize in your head that, of course, a five-year-old isn't going to say this terrible, terrible thing. To my face. Not not to me or about me, but like so casually that it was just yeah. part of his nomenclature that First it was all, fine. Also, were you a little surprised that he doesn't know what a Ghostbuster is? I mean, it, yeah, I understand he's five, but... So here's my theory. Okay. I feel like he just either heard that word that morning, night mm-hmm. before, whatever, 
and he was just waiting for a chance to unleash it. Okay, so no matter what you had said, he was going to right. He was going to fire back with that. I could have dropped a like, "Hey, what is he? Oh, he's your mom, right?" <laughs> and he would. I think that was coming back at me, right? No matter what, he had that thing locked and loaded. Pointed right at yes. you. Yes. Like, just speak, old man. And, uh, and I'm again, gonna, I'm going to fire. I shouldn't have been questioning it even because he said it. Mm-hmm. Eye contact two feet away from my face. Yeah. So I'm still, <sighs> I'm, I mean, I'm trying to justify or, or maybe understand that it didn't happen. So we get home that afternoon. My mother-in-law comes over after their little, uh, you know, kid Halloween parade they do through the gym. Parents can watch whatever. Yeah. My mother-in-law is there and we're sitting in the living room. And I forget what we're talking about. Oh, we're telling her that, like, oh, yeah, there's a family from Reed's class moving in down the road mm-hmm. soon. And he uh, and and I said, what's that kid's name? And he says the kid's name. And I said, oh, yeah, because now I'm trying to get some verification. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, didn't he say something naughty this morning? Oh, no. And Reed in the middle of the living room, <laughs> sitting, like, on my mother-in-law's lap. Goes, yeah, he said, what the f***? All right. Well, it's been verified. I mean, no more questions need to be asked because it happened. Obviously, right? I'm, I'm. Yeah, you you kind of asked for that last one. Right, right. And, and I, whatever. I, well, not like I was hoping he would, you know, drop it. But I was. Yeah, he did say something naughty, and then maybe kind of look to see: Are we going to say it's okay to say it? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no confirmation <laughs> from my son. You know, who's also not. It's not like he's an angel or a mm-hmm. good kid most of the time. For crying out loud, he's five. And uh, confirmation that was in fact said. Okay. So, I, what I, I think what I'm saying is I don't think school's good, just <laughs> overall. So wow, taking a hard stance on uh, education. It's that's uh, that's one way to do it, I guess. If you'd like to pull your kids out of school, you have my full blessing. Okay. Because right. obviously this is you know rampant. <laughs> this is a school issue. This is not a. Uh, Man, it's not an issue of the the parents or whoever the guardians are, right? Well, and, and I don't like being that guy either, right? Because listen, I mean, you, I think you would agree. Every parent would agree. Nobody is a perfect parent, no, hundred percent of the time. And I would argue, I at least me with you know self loathing, whatever you want to call it, I'd say, man, I was a bad parent this time, that time, mm, whatever yeah. parts. I feel bad. I wish I could redo that. Those happen. Yeah, I get it. Right. But for that to not that part to not come directly from me, be like, oh man! So all the crap that I've given, yet he learns that elsewhere and brings that home. Yeah, it's what well, you have, Evelyn. Now doing is it five days a week or three days a no, week? No, she's doing three three mornings a week. Um, what uh, what's she been bringing home? Nothing. Uh, not dropping f bombs when she walks in the door. No f bombs. Not tell. booting the dogs or anything. <laughs> no, she'll tell us who all the troublemakers in her okay. uh, in her class are. Um, I think she's going to be a narc. She's going to oh, tell. That's not yeah. a good look, right? No, snitches get stitches. Yeah, you're going to want to nip that in the bud. She is going to snitch so badly. Oh, Nikki, on the other hand, granted he's only you know not even a year and a half. He's going to be class clown. Oh yeah. Uh, just a complete pain in the ass. Complete pain in the ass. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, it's beautiful. The, the two sides. Yeah. Right. And it, it's worked out so yeah. well for, you know, you, 
you had the first kid and she's just super quiet and you're like, hey, is she actually awake or alive? <laughs> you know, <laughs> not talking a lot. Not so, so well behaved. And you're like, you to, know what? Wants to follow the rules and just yeah. be a good kid. So you're in another talking, hey, I bet a second one will be easier than just no, one. And, because and they're probably both going to keep, at that point, Evelyn's going to keep him in check. He's going to say, Evelyn, that's not nice. Mm. And they're just going to be... You know, lead the UN in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. No, and everybody says it. Everyone who has more than one child, they say like, all right, first, whatever your first one was, just wait, because the second one's going to be the opposite. So if you have a, if you had a good kid, you're going to have a nightmare, vice versa. Mm. So what would, um, how would you classify Reed? Nightmare. Then? Nightmare. Yeah. Okay. So you love think- him to death. And I'm not saying he's a okay. bad kid. We are, you know, as kids grow up, they deal with different things. And right now, emotional outbursts and stuff are top of the list for What him. about a, a fr- early on as a baby? You know, not much change. Nightmare. Okay. So. I shouldn't say that, but you, you, can, you, you, get, you, you get what can, I'm saying. You can rest assured then, uh, based on science, that if you have a second child, <laughs> they're going to be just a, just a walk in the meadow. Oh, science, you say? Yeah. You know, all those other people that say, oh, just wait till the second one. Yeah, I, you know, I have to tell you. Uh, speaking as a father, oh, dad of two. As a, uh, I'm a dot, of course. I'm a dad of two. Uh, yeah, science. According to science, that second one is going to be no problem. No problem at all. You know, I'll take it under advisement mm-hmm. because I will say these last three to six months have really, really, really pushed me. Okay. To one kid. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've. But, you know, if we've got. What if the next one's the, the duplicate of Evelyn, right? What if the next one is worse? <laughs> I mean, I could always burn the house down, claim insurance, and move to Morocco. Is it that easy? Yeah, I think so, right? You just yeah. buy a plane ticket. Yeah. And just go. And just go. Right. But I buy the plane ticket. I just, you know, I'm Jim, you know, Tompkins. <laughs> right. So they'll never know. No. Just leave like two fingernails in the. Uh, in the fire. Uh-huh. Oh, well, yeah, we found the DNA. He must have burned up in here, bones and all. Old Mr. Tompkins. God rest his soul. Perfect. Before we get out, um, very briefly, I wanted to ask your plans for, you know, the uh, holiday extravaganza. Ah, yes. Have you... Tier one holiday? Have you just started to deduce your planning for the holiday, the solstice lights, the decor... Oh, see, I was, I, I was thinking. Oh, that. you're talking I'm, tier three Thanksgiving. I'm thinking tier one Thanksgiving, one A food holiday, uh, tier three automatically. Uh, we will be uh, packing up the family, heading to Indianapolis. Oh, so okay. For, oh boy. Yeah, this is a little further south than different than normal from the get together for Thanksgiving. Is yes. it not? Yeah, exactly. A um, further drive for you. You know something on the way we're thinking of stopping once again I was in just Carmel, ask. Indiana to go to that park because man is it a nice park. So are you going to have to tell the monkeys on the sidekick like hey, I'm sorry. I got to get out of here an hour early. We've got a 10-mile jaunt off the highway. We got to go to the park to get to Central Park, south entrance only in Carmel, Indiana. I believe, it, I believe it's the west entrance. Sorry, west entrance. It matters. So I've got to get out of here before it gets yeah. too packed. Because if all the locals take up the picnic tables, we're not going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So we're heading, we're heading down. Okay. Um, going to stop, uh, probably stop at the park for a little bit. 
you know, get a get our play on, get our slide on. God, you're gonna be more excited than the kids. <laughs> so you're like, no, Dad, let's just get there. I want to see my family or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, no, we're sliding down the loop de loop slide <laughs> and swinging, and you're gonna love it. Yeah. So we're leaving Thanksgiving morning, driving down there. We're oh, gonna okay. have Thanksgiving uh, dinner with um with the a bunch of the family. Annette's mom's side of the family, so cousins okay. and aunts and uncles and everything, doing the same thing that we've done in the past where we uh, everyone's staying at the same hotel. We're having a big catered thing yeah, at and the hotel. You've done this in uh, southern Michigan and Ohio, I believe, right? Um, we in did, the past? We did it in... Man, man, I can't even remember at this point. We've done it in Michigan, I think, twice. There was a... Maybe in Illinois... Her family is basically um, spread like out that area. West Michigan, also Detroit, Chicago, uh, Indianapolis. There's a bunch there. Yeah, it's kind of all all around. The big, um, oh, that's right. They they did Ohio last year. They did Cleveland last year, but we ended up canceling last minute because everyone was sick. Oh, okay. I, I guess I'd forgot. I'd yeah. Repress, why would I care? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I remember last year I asked you a question after Thanksgiving. Because you said for years now, mm-hmm. you have been tasked with the mashed potatoes. Yeah. And I said, I would like to see you next year work up that ladder. Step right? up a bit. In terms okay. of responsibility and... So instead of side, I'm, I'm an entree man now? I, I mean, I guess in, with enough family coming, you know, everybody's got a spot. Mm-hmm. I just ask you, do you really want to be the mashed potato guy forever? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean... Ever since we, uh, this will be the first year that Thanksgiving for Annette's family has always been a big thing. Mm -hmm. And all of the people that are uh, the generation of her parents and aunts and uncles, they've been the ones who plan the whole thing. Okay. Um, But this is the first year that our generation has taken over the planning. Okay, so you guys booted the oldies. We did. We said... You said, hey, geriatric, get in the home. Yeah. We'll bring you a plate on, you know, yeah. the following Sunday. Nobody likes the fruitcake you bring every year. Oh, cool. So we've decided that it's now our generation's responsibility to do all the planning. And with that comes the ease of no one cooking a damn thing. And we're just doing catering. So the people... Oh, that are- so you guys are all kind of... Are you guys all pitching in? Yeah. So what we're doing is the uh, Annette's cousin who lives in Indy with her husband, mm-hmm. they were they took the ball this year and they were like, all right, we're going to do all the planning. So they scouted out. They got a hotel. They got a group rate. They figured out uh, there are a couple of activities going on in the area. There's like a holiday lights thing that you can drive through. There's uh, a big thing going on at the Children's Museum. And they figured out they got a caterer. They told the caterer how many people are going to be there. So we're each just pitching in, you know, X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so nice and just relaxing. Right. Because if you're, you know, if you're driving from five hours away, staying in a hotel, what am I going to make mashed potatoes in like the hotel room? No. Right. Either or you make them all, you bring them already done and then warm them up. And then nobody wants no, that. Never nobody ta- wants never that. tastes the same. So Thanksgiving morning, you're packing up the crew. Yeah. Heading, you know, four and a half, make it five and a half once you take in the hour for the Kermel, Indiana playground on a national holiday. I'm going to, you know something, I might do a Facebook live from there. 
I think you should on from the, our account, on the Stephen Kyle account. Yeah, yeah. please. If you're uh, if your family hates you and you're not with them on Thanksgiving, Join please me. enjoy Steve on a swing at a park in the middle of Indiana. If, yeah, if you're in the area of Carmel, Indiana, I'd love to host you for. Uh, uh, I'll show you all around the park, <laughs> all the entrances, <laughs> also all the exits, uh-huh. and all the amenities. That go along with it. Yeah. Boy, you guys are going to enjoy that splash pad mm-hmm. that was advertised in the pictures I saw. It's going to be lovely. I'm sure Evelyn and the Bulin Wall are going to appreciate it endlessly. <laughs> yeah, especially they're going to love a splash pad in late November in Indiana. I can't wait to hear uh, how this thing goes in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. On the way out, yeah, I guess we need to mention again. Um, please enter your name and address early, often. For the Steve and Kyle podcast, Cloak and Dagger, non-denominational, Winter Solstice Gift Exchange, our eighth annual. This is getting crazy how we actually remember to do this every year. Yeah. Please send us your name and address on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can DM us. Please don't make it a post because then I'll forget to write it down when I think about it later. And I don't want you to get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. A DM, a personal message, whatever it may be, at Steve and Kyle, your name and address. We're just looking for you to buy a gift. 5, 10, 20 bucks to send to an unnamed, as of now, recipient uh, who will not know who is sending them that gift for the solstice season. Yeah. And you'll get that name, I think we said, probably around the the, fir- the first of the month. Usually we yeah. get a little bit antsy and might be a few days before. Yeah. Um, we'll lock that in there. Again, Tuesday, November 28th. You need your name and address in before then if you want to participate. Yeah, and there's nothing to say that you can't uh, have a gift picked out ordered and ready to roll so when we send you that address boom you you put the address on there drop it in the mail the next day you don't have to wait until then uh you don't have to wait until you know who your recipient is to get a gift ready to roll so yeah that would be great at Stephen kyle again facebook twitter and instagram and i think that's it right we got anything else that's it talk to you next week see ya